Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investment advisor. America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us this week here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. 419-794-3030 is the number. That's 419-794-3030. Online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. My name is Chris Vaughn. We appreciate you joining us, like I said, on today's show. Barry Manilow talks about the biggest money mistake he ever made, and we're going to explain the 72T rule. How many of you have ever heard of it? But first, let me check in uh, with the guys of the uh, hour, well, of the half hour, I guess, uh, uh, Scott Kirshner, Jazz Price. Glad to be with you. How are you this weekend? Chris, we're doing well. Um, We had actually a fantastic week weather-wise. Chaz, you couldn't get any better. It was uh, sunny, just a beautiful week, and I'm looking forward to another one next week. Perfect golf weather, for sure. Absolutely. Great things for uh, anyone out there who enjoys golf, especially fathers, because we'd be remiss if we didn't say happy Father's Day weekend to all the listeners Mm -hmm. out there, the the father figures, stepfathers, you know, whatever your your role is. If you're you're an uncle, uh, Nolan, of course, uh, not with us this week, but to a dad, of course. And, you know, one of the reasons that we love our dad so much is that no matter what the situation, he's always there to offer advice. We had a chance to speak with national bestselling retirement author and friend of the show, Patrick Kelly, about his father's advice. And here's what he said. I remember being a kid, wanting to buy a computer. It was an Atari 400. This dates me a little bit, but it was on sale for this day only. And my dad said to me, this was not the only time he said this to me during my life. He said it over and over and it was a great reminder. He said, Patrick, if you can find this on sale today, you will always find it on sale in the future. That has saved me so much Mm. money making rash purchases that I didn't necessarily need at the time because I was trying to get a sale on something. So it's allowed me to pause, think about it, and not ever feel like I have to do something immediately today or the deal is lost. I think that's pretty great advice for anybody out there. What's the best advice you ever got from your dad? Chaz, why don't you go ahead and lead off with this? I'll follow up then. (laughs) Yeah, so I also had some uh, pretty sage advice from my dad over the years. And one piece I can remember definitely is he said, Chaz, two people can keep a secret if one of them is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And he obviously had a a very droll sense of humor, but I just really want to say happy Father's Day and appreciate my dad. He's always been the person in the family that we look to to help us make those difficult decisions. He's very handy. He knows a lot about a lot of things, but he also knows enough to know where his limits are and where sometimes my limits should be. Sometimes I don't always take his advice. It's funny how our parents kind of get a lot smarter as we get older, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, no question. No question. First of all, I want to say happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there, to you, Chris, and uh, obviously Nolan and everybody else out there. But um, I, I don't really remember any one glaring piece of advice my dad gave me. Um, I was, um, I have the oldest in the family and then I had a brother that was uh, five years younger, but I was the one that hung out with dad all the time. Uh, he was a blue collar worker. Um, he would come home and work as hard at home as he did at, uh, at work. And everything he did, I was there right with him. And, you know, I learned how to work on my car. Um, you know, back in those days, you fixed everything yourself. You know, my dad's 84 years old. And when you're a kid, you really don't appreciate everything they do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, you become a parent and mm-hmm. you go through life and you experience a lot of things. And then, 
when your parents age, my dad's 84 years old and I was working with him, um, you know, helping him do some yard work around uh, the house. And um, it can be very frustrating dealing with an older parent. You know, they still like things done their way. And a lot of times it's like, Dad, you really don't need to do it that way anymore. <laughs> you never grow up to your parents, do you? No, you don't. You don't, you know. And, you know, the one thing I'll say is um, appreciate everything that your parents do for you. You know, your mom and your dad. But now it's, you know, Father's Day, so we're talking about that. But step back before you snap at them. Because as they get older, you know, dad being 84 years old, his memory is, you know, fading. You know, he's forgetting things here and there, which we all do. But sometimes they don't really know why they do what they do. And I guess maybe I'm getting a little personal here, but um, I just want to say, Dad, thank you for everything you've done for me. And and, um, I do appreciate everything you continue to do. You know, it is one of those things where as you get older, you really do appreciate and understand your parents more. I think there, there is a disconnect. Obviously, you know, when you're a teen, normally you don't understand why they do the things they do. And then if you become a parent yourself, you, you do see that. I learned less from my father, not so much as far as what he said, but what he did. Uh, he's a first-generation immigrant when he came over, almost immediately enlisted in the Army to, uh, wow. to provide for my mom and then my brother and I, who, you know, he didn't know yet, but, but just to do that, did 23 years in the Army, retired, did another 20 as a civilian contractor and retired from that as well, and now he's semi-retired at a church. So that's a little atypical from what you guys do. We talk about people retiring once, and that's kind of the game sure. plan. He's retired twice now, uh, but he's always put family first, and that's something that has stuck with me. And then in his stead, when my dad was deployed, as he often was, my brother stepped in and did the same sort of thing. So again, that's why it's not just the, the biological fathers that we want to salute and, and, and thank this weekend, uh, but you know anyone who has that paternal role. And uh, so this was a little bit of, I guess, a little bit of therapy for us here on the show. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but this is America's Retirement Headquarters, uh, 419-909-3319. And Chaz, you mentioned a second ago, if you don't know something, being comfortable asking about it or finding out more information, the 72T rule, we talked about it, it's here on the outline, and I'll be the first person to, to say, I'm one of those people that have uh, not heard of this. I don't know what this is. So uh, can you enlighten me and, and the listeners? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And I like the part that you said, your dad technically retired twice, mm-hmm. and I think that was really probably pretty common uh, for generations in the past that they were younger and having to provide for families and so worked really, really hard. And I think the reason we wanted to talk about 72T is because a lot of the questions we've been getting recently are coming from the standpoint of people want to retire early now. The last two conversations I've had with prospective clients wanting to know in their mid-50s that they can retire at 55, 56 and sometimes it's possible, other times it's not, but 72T is actually a pretty useful tool to have in the tool belt when you're thinking about retiring early. I'll just make this uh, disclaimer first though that if you've heard of the old adage, don't try this at home, uh, it definitely applies here because (laughs) if you're considering 72T payments or taking what we refer to as substantially equal uh, periodic payments from your retirement account, um, you really need to do this with uh, the consult of a knowledgeable tax and or financial professional because starting these payments can be a pretty big mistake and cost you a lot in taxes. So again, 72T is an IRS uh, rule that allows any individual, you don't have to be a certain age to do this, but you can actually access your retirement accounts prior to age 59 and a half without having to incur the 10% penalty, which is standard. And we're talking about IRAs, uh, we're talking about 401ks, we're also talking about the Roth 
their earnings in your Roth accounts. Hmm. Now, remember the contributions you make to your Roth, those are already after tax. So those don't get taxed again. But the earnings in that account, if you access them prior to 59 and a half, can will and most likely will be penalized unless you use a rule, unless there's an exception like disability, death, you know, things like that. But then also now there's 72T. So Chaz, let me let me yeah. interject a question here. So if you do exercise the 72T, and I, I'll admit, Chris, I had no idea what this was either. <laughs> yeah. No clue. So if you do start this up, it does count as income, right? Correct. So you just don't pay the 10% penalty, but it is still taken into account as income. Still taxable income. And, and that would be a reason why you might want to start doing 72T payments because you retire early. Let's say you retire at age 55, mm -hmm. maybe from a position of employment where you had a pension, maybe sure. a teacher or something like that. So you, you have other income that you qualify for. It's not just social security that you're waiting on. And, but you need a little bit of income to kind of supplement getting you to that social security age. So with 72T, you have to take those payments at least for five years or to 59 and a half, whatever comes later. So let's say you start at age 50. Okay. You have to take payments all the way up until age 59 and a half. They have to be the same, they have to be substantially equal. And the government tells you what that payment is. It's based on their midterm interest rate, which is right around about 1% right now. The maximum amount that you can take is about 150% of that federal midterm interest rate. Okay. So let's say you're 57, you need to take at least five years worth of those payments. Okay. So that's one caveat. Once you start, it has to be uh, at least five years or until, until you turn 59 and a half. The other point that I would make here is that there's a couple different ways that you can calculate it. It's similar to a required minimum distribution that we have to take at age 72. Again, the government tells you what the maximum amount of money is that you can take out of your account, mm -hmm. roughly two and a half percent per year. Yeah, and so the only issue, or I guess one of the main issues with starting 72T is you can't adjust those payments. You can't adjust the account, meaning if you add money to your IRA, right. that's an adjustment to the account, to the payment schedule, and then if that happens, it disqualifies all of the previous payments that you have received and then therefore those previous payments become you know penalized okay sure. so it's very important to stick with your plan and so what we sometimes do is we'll split the ira up if you do need income from an ira and again mm -hmm. it has to really be probably the last um straw i guess or, or sure. the last option that you have available because you don't want to uh, capitulate your retirement account. That's for later. But if you right. absolutely have to, what we sometimes do is we'll split up the IRA. We'll have two IRAs. We'll leave one undisturbed, and then the other we'll set that 72T payment up on so that if you do want to make contributions to your account or take a bigger withdrawal, you'll do it on the one that's not currently under the substantially equal periodic payment program. So, wow. Yeah, that, I had no idea. If that disclaimer that Chaz gave at the beginning, this is not something that you want to do on your own, wasn't enough to convince you. Hearing that, I think, in the explanation of it, it can be done, but it is something that you want to make sure you do it right if you're going to and, and essentially avoid uh, penalizing yourself, which is kind of the whole point of, of doing it to begin with to do that. Absolutely. Uh, if people want to learn more about this, Chaz, uh, beyond giving a call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419 794 
3030. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually have a workshop coming up uh, next week, right? Yes. Yep. Next week on uh, the 24th, we're going to have a webinar. It's entitled Substantially Equal Payments, Retiring Early. If those are some of your goals as an investor and you want to retire early, tune into that webinar. It's going on Zoom. You can register on our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, and you can register for that event. And it's going to have, you know, not just 72T, but we're going to be talking about a lot of other issues, how to create substantial, uh, sustainable retirement income streams primarily. Yeah, so it should be a really good event. Hope you guys can attend. Again, if you have the time, they'd love to have you out there. Just go to americasretirementheadquarters.com to register. That is on the 24th. And you can also find out more about the team at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Or like I said, give a call, 419-794-3030. You know, it turns out celebrities make money mistakes just like the rest of us. When we come back from the break, Barry Manilow is going to tell us about the biggest financial mistake he ever made. We'll have that conversation when we come back. There was a time when the answer was... A million dollars. 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 The question... How much is a lot of money? Think about this. During the 80s, there were about 500,000 millionaires in the U.S. Today, there are over 18.6 million. There are millions of millionaires. The point is this. If you've saved a million dollars for retirement, congratulations. But even if you haven't, that's your fortune. Whether you carry that label of middle-class millionaire or not, Nolan Baker and the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can show you how to take those hard-earned dollars and create years of retirement happiness. When you do the math on your retirement, it's more about the number you get per month than the amount you saved. Call America's Retirement Headquarters at 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. I want to wish a very happy birthday to Barry Manilow, who's celebrating his 78th this week. Manilow was on CNBC recently when they asked him to name the biggest money mistake he'd ever made. And, well, here's what he said. I hired the wrong guy when I started off. And um, from Mandy all the way through to Copacabana, I didn't see anything. And I didn't know it until my manager came along and said, you know, you've only got $11,000 in the bank. From Mandy all the way through Copa. And he wasn't a crook. He just didn't know what he was doing. I like that. It, there, He's still trying to justify his managers. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go on the record and say, you know, kind of ineptness. He wasn't a crook. He just didn't know what he was doing. $11,000 for that string of hits is beyond not knowing what you're doing. That is mismanagement. And, you no know, question. Choosing the right financial advisor can be a scary decision for any of us. What do you, what do you guys say to new clients to reassure them that they're working with the right group? Yeah, you know, I, I looked that up. Barry Manilow had a plethora of hits. Mm-hmm. I think Mandy came out in 74 and uh, Copacabana came out in 85. In, uh, it's like $1,000 I mean, a year then. That's not, that's not great. That's not great. And those were huge hits. Mm-hmm. And there were many, many other huge hits in there. Chris, as you all know, and Jazz, you, you know as well, we've talked many, many times on um, different show, radio shows that we've done about how to choose the right financial advisor. This is something I may not know, but Barry Manilow, today, his net worth is $100 million. So he obviously, after Cabana, found the right guy. I would say so. Which obviously has helped him out a lot. You know, and one of the things that we talk about on how to pick the, the right financial advisor, know what part of your financial life you're looking to 
protect and get invested in. If you're a younger investor and you want to be aggressive, then you want to find an advisor that's going to help you understand the aggressive investing in how to uh, diversify. But if you're an older investor, you want to look at something that's a little more conservative. And one of the things that I've always, I love this phrase, and I've said it many, many times before, your financial advisor when you're younger is pick someone that's going to get you to retirement. And then once you get in retirement, you want to change gears and get an advisor that's going to get you through retirement. Mm -hmm. And those advisors can be completely different. Yeah. You know, I'm not an advisor. You are, Chaz. You know, anything to add to that? Yeah, I've used that analogy somewhat, too, in, in uh, the distinction between what type of advisors to use for different situations, as Scott said. And we use the analogy of it's like climbing a mountain or climbing Mount Everest. A lot of people don't know this, but do you know where the majority of the deaths occur on Mount Everest? It's not going up it. That's correct. It's coming down it. And it's, I think it's a perfect analogy to retirement planning because it's a totally different lifetime of learning, picking investments and just getting exposure to the market when you're younger and it doesn't matter because the sequence of events really doesn't affect you. But once you start taking money out of that account, now the sequence of events affects you. Mm -hmm. I think another issue that Barry and you know millions of other Americans run into when it comes to choosing advisors is the nomenclature. Of, of advisors is very confusing. Are they uh, a financial advisor? Are they a financial consultant? Are they an investment specialist? Right, right. Are they an insurance agent? Are they a registered investment advisory rep? There's so many different hats. And I think the Department of Labor, you know, through this best interest contract and some recent legislation has actually tried to put their finger on that and say, this is, you know, one of the issues we need everybody to kind of simplify that uh, range of different investment advisors so that investors can make informed decisions and, and make a good decision. But yeah, understanding the types of advisors, the nomenclature involved is, is important too. Um, but we've primarily broken it down for our clients in terms of uh, what type of advisors there are into two really basic categories. And I think this kind of applies here. Robo-advisors would be probably the simplest, lowest cost option. Robo-advisors are digital service, digital advisors, kind of a, a computer algorithm. There is no person okay. at the helm doing any buying and selling and communicating with you. But if you enter some information to the computer, they can spit out an asset allocation. That's probably the most simple mm -hmm. on one end of the spectrum, all the way over to the other end of the spectrum, which would be more of the traditional financial advisor where you need to be meeting with a person face-to-face. -face. Sure. Your situation's a lot more complex. Uh, your income may not be steady. Maybe you're like a musician or somebody that's self-employed that doesn't get steady paychecks mm -hmm. that really needs to, if, uh, if anything, bucket sort, sorts of money so that they right. have money to get them through you know, tough times when maybe businesses, there's a lull versus when things are good, they really need a vehicle that they can dump a, a ton of money into to mm -hmm. kind of jumpstart their retirement. And we've had that situation come up with some business owners. They'll give us a call that after 20 years of being in business, I finally made it. I'm going to receive a million dollars or two in the next two or three years. Where can I stash this much money into a retirement account and really save for the next five to 10 years? Right. So you need a professional, you know, a 
a retirement specialist to be able to walk you through some of those different vehicles, maybe like a cash balance pension plan mm -hmm. where you can dump $200,000 or more into a plan versus just a traditional IRA where you can only get, you know, six or seven in there. Right. And we talk about that a lot, you know, uh, Nolan and I and, and um, Chris, you've had a lot of input in that. And Chad, you make a good point. Hitting those buckets, setting money aside for, for you know, health insurance mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, the Medicare and, and the unexpected out-of-pocket mm -hmm. expenses you may incur with health insurance is one bucket that you would set up. You know, and the other thing that I'll add to that is do your homework. There are so many different resources out there to just Google search and, and, you know, find out what kind of advisor you might need. Get some questions put together when you do meet with an advisor so you can, you know, go into it with some sort of a game plan. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing I'll add is ask your friends, your family, who do you use? I've got, you know, I'm looking at retiring. I've got some money that I'm going to be rolling out of, a, you know, a 401k and I, I need to do something with, with some money. Because if you can ask the people that you trust and they trust their advisor, that holds a lot of credence with, with who you pick. And I mean, that's important. The other thing is a lot of us have, you know, if you meet with an attorney or if you meet with a financial advisor, I'm guilty of this, you know, you get nervous, you're sitting in there and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a lot of questions. I don't want to offend this person by asking these questions, but you know, <laughs> how much do you charge? You mm -hmm. know, that's a question. Mm -hmm. And you know, what kind of fees are involved and what happens if I lose my money? And there's all kinds of things that people are afraid to ask because they're afraid to offend. Yeah. You know, with me, it's different. Health insurance is, is much easier to ask questions. Hey, you know, if I have this happen, how am I going to be covered? But with financial advising, it's totally different. Yeah. And sometimes to that point, Scott, I've actually even asked myself that question. You know, so normally at the end of a meeting, I'll say, well, is there anything, any questions you have? It's just like a, a normal sure. you know, sort of business process. And they'll say, well, no, not really, not right now. And I'll say, I know I would have a question if it hasn't mm -hmm. already come up. How am I paid? What's in it for me or what's in it for you? You know, from the client's perspective, I'll ask myself that question to kind of set that, to get it out there and to set yeah. them at ease. And in addition, as you were saying about asking questions, you know, to find financial advisors, it's really easy to find uh, information about their credentials. We call it sure. our ADV. It's our brochure. It's filed with the SEC and FINRA and there's broker check and all these websites that you can go to by Googling someone's name. You know, it's one thing to understand on paper their pedigree. It's another to understand who they are as an advisor. And so I actually provide my clients a list when I know we're in a competitive situation mm -hmm. where we're competing against other advisors. I'll give them a list of 10 questions that they should ask that right. the competing mm -hmm. advisor. And there's, I'm not going to go through all of them. If you want a list, we can absolutely provide that to you. But the first question that I usually have my clients make sure that they ask a potential investor or advisor would be, are you a fiduciary? Sure. That's huge. Are you yeah. obligated legally to act on my best interest? Mm -hmm. Now, it might sound silly to ask an advisor that, somebody dealing with your money, if they're supposed to be your fiduciary, but less than 10% of the population of advisors actually are. So that's wow. something to know. The other question I'll have, you know, again, how are you compensated? Mm -hmm. So if we haven't discussed that, but then lastly, and most importantly, I'll have them ask, what are the principles or methods or sensibilities you have as it pertains to managing my money? And um, I, I would have to imagine if 
Barry Manilow had asked that question to his advisor, I, I'm curious what the answer would right. be. It certainly wouldn't be to have $11,000 at the end of 11 years. <laughs> but ask the advisor, what are the principles that you stand, what do you stand for when it comes to managing money? And if they can't articulate that in a minute or less, then I would really question, you know, what they're absolutely what they're doing. I mean, think about it. At the end of the day, it's your money. You are the one to make that final decision. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't you're not going to offend the advisor. Mm -hmm. And if you do offend the advisor, if he gets like a little attitude with you, then obviously that's not the advisor you want to work with. Yeah. You know, so we've given you a lot of good uh, points and good ideas and uh, unfortunately we should have met with uh, Barry back um, <laughs> when he was uh, coming out with the song Mandy and we could have really helped him out yeah I think he'll be alright though You know, I think so we, uh, million, he'll probably make it yeah you guys mentioned a couple words there and, and I think I want to zero in on this as we wrap the show you mentioned the word trust and that is I think a huge thing you want to trust the person that you're, you're working absolutely. with absolutely especially when it comes to your retirement because as you said it's a different game between getting to retirement going up the mountain versus getting through retirement going down the mountain however long that is going to be whether it is 20 years 30 years that is a relationship that is going to be potentially one of the longest relationships you're ever going to have in your life and so you need to trust that person you need to make sure that you guys are on the same level because otherwise it's going to make for a very tumultuous and uncomfortable relationship and I don't think that's anything that anybody wants in retirement. Don't be afraid to ask those questions because, again, this is your money. And so you should. You shouldn't be worried about offending them. Like Scott said, if you do offend them, then I think that's kind of a tell as well. Get to right. know the team at America's Retirement Headquarters by going to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Feel free to dig around there, take a look. You can give a call as well, 419-794-3030. And you can hear more uh, from us here on the show via podcast. Or you can go on YouTube, search for America's Retirement Headquarters, or uh, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're most comfortable with. And you can check that out and find out more about the team. And again, uh, we want to encourage you, if you have the time, to tune into Chaz's uh, webinar coming up on the 24th. You can register by going to americasretirementheadquarters.com. And we want to thank you so much as we wrap up the show uh, for tuning in this week. And one more time, I want to wish all the dads out there a very happy Father's Day. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Chaz thinks uh, it's a pleasure doing uh, the show mm -hmm. with you again. And I'll leave you with this. The quickest way to double your money is to fold it over and put it back in your pocket. <laughs> America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.